AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Hey, my name's Annika from Hachiku and you're listening to AMR. Hey guys, it's me, Daniel Impern here, your loving co-host or loving main host, right here at the iconic Gasometer Hotel or Gasometer Hotel. I guess you can pronounce it plenty of different ways, but I'm not here to... Uh, fixate on how you pronounce an iconic Melbourne venue such as this because I'm so lucky to be joined by a former Bar Talk interviewee alumni, Hachiku, right as she's about to do her album launch, a year after the album's come out for, uh, I'm, I'm just saying this off the top of my head, I'll probably be asleep. I did, I got it right and I, I'm, I'm feeling very proud. But I want to welcome Annika right here at the, yeah, up in the uh, top floor of the Gasso. How you going, Annika? I'm well. How are you? Thanks for coming all the way. Oh, just fifteen minute, fifteen minute Uber ride. I've I've come across hills and mountains and se- and several freeway exits to get here. Yeah, that's um, a destination journey, definitely. <laughs> well, I feel like in this case, it is about the destination because at the end of the day, we've come here for your album launch, which I'm really excited about. I'm guessing you must be too. Yeah, definitely. Like we. We're lucky we managed to squeeze a few smaller ones in, in March earlier this year. So this is sort of actually our third launch of the show now, but everything having been such low capacity, I mm. kind of see them all as <laughs> the one show. Um, yeah, it's like it's been such a long lead up. I think this Gasser show was meant to happen a year and a half ago, so it's good we can finally do it. It is a long time coming, isn't it? Because I remember this show was scheduled. It was scheduled a little while back, wasn't it? Earlier this year. Yeah, we had like, I don't even know, March 2020, then November 2020, July 2021, August 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go now, November 25th, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, endurance. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can call yourself a long distance runner after this. Yeah, definitely. Never give up. <laughs> Never surrender. Yeah, we try. <laughs> do you? Do you have, actually, that's a good question. Do you have a motto that you like to live by when you like, when things get tough in the in the Hachiku world, and you need to just take stock and go, you know, it's not that bad. What's the What's the go to saying or what's the go to you know motto that you think of? Mm, good question. I guess maybe the more cheesy, stereotypical one is you can always just only try your best. So. You can, I think I try, I set the bar quite high for myself in, like, I can be quite self-critical and feel like easily, like I haven't quite met my goals. But I think sometimes it's good to just be like, just compare yourself to your past achievements, not to like anyone else. And yeah, yeah. as long as you try your best, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, you must be pretty proud, though, of where you've come in the last year or so since we last chatted. Because when we when we did the interview, when you came came onto the show, you'd only just released the ep- the album and things were pretty fresh. Now that you've had a good year to sort of sit back and let it, you know, let it run its course, have you come to any interesting sort of observations, or have there been any sort of has there been any sort of really good feedback or comments that people have made that you've sort of been really proud of, I guess? Mm. Yeah, I feel like I was very happy with the whole album release, like just getting it out. That's always pre-release, you're like feeling quite unsure and like, oh, mm. I don't know how I feel about 
the music and now having played it a little bit like earlier this year and then in rehearsals and getting feedback by like other people you're like oh yeah I'm actually quite proud of what I did and mm. it is what it is and yeah it's like it feels good has um have the folks back in in Germany been sort of taking stock of what's going on too and sort of been keeping one eye on what you've been doing yeah like I mean my whole family is there so they are definitely supportive mm. I'm hoping we can go over and tour soon I feel like we've had a fair bit of like radio promo and things in Germany where I keep getting people like message me be like when are you coming to play <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know how long until people forget that the album was released but <laughs> I'm hoping maybe sometime next year that we get to go over to Europe and launch it over there we'll see that would be cool like you've because this would it'd be the first proper like international tour you would have done yeah you haven't done any of those yet no like with the borders like we tried organizing things but i think i was telling you earlier like mm. before we we plan things and before we get to announce them they get cancelled <laughs> so <laughs> no one ever knew that we had those plans so it's um it's like did the tree fall in the forest <laughs> <laughs> did the gig happen if no one heard about it yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah hopefully next year yeah, well, I guess that's the beauty of not organising anything too early. If, you know, if COVID decides to stick rear its ugly head, well, then you're not cancelling anything you've already already booked. <laughs> yeah, why, why try? <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's fine. You were mentioning before, too, uh, that this is not the first time you've played at the Gas, so you have played here a couple of times before. What do you particularly like about this venue as opposed to other Melbourne venues? Because- as I'm sure you know, there's a lot of iconic venues in this city. What what stands out about the Gasso as being something special? Um, good question. To be honest, our main motive, we've never played downstairs in the main room. So I feel like in your touring history of Melbourne venues mm. as a band, we were like, we have to play at the Gasso one day. Because it's like a special room, like you can open the um, outdoor rooftop ceiling in summer. Um, so it becomes like this half outdoor venue. Um, and yeah, like I've always enjoyed coming to gigs here, like the upstairs walking area, being able to like watch shows from upstairs. You can sit at it like small table upstairs, mm. which I find really enjoyable being able to like sit. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. It's it's a bit weird because they were just telling us before we started that they haven't cleaned it out in about or well, since the pandemic started. So you, I don't know if you can smell it too, but like you can smell the dust coming off the floor that we've disturbed as we've walked in. Yes, like this upstairs room definitely. It almost feels like this ghost room downstairs. You can tell they've had a week of, um, I think, like beers being spilled on the floor. <laughs> Uh, it's back to like normal venue smell. Up here, it's still a bit more, yeah. Yeah, I, that's something I've ne that's never sort of crossed my mind before. That it's probably you're probably right. It's probably the spilt drinks accumulated over months that gives you that that homely pub smell. Yeah, I feel like I used to work in a bar, and it's particularly, or even when you arrive at sound checks, when you come in early, and it's the smell that makes you really know where you're at. I feel like when you walk in as a venue like someone going to a show you don't really think about it so much but it's a very distinct early day 
like smell. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know you're in for a good time if your feet. If it takes you a bit more effort to unstick your feet from the floor, you know this. You know the carpet's seen history. Yeah, actually, just then, like uh, in soundtrack, my foot keep getting stuck on this <laughs> chewing gum that was um, oh, no. on stage. <laughs> where I'm like, is this how like half a year old pre lockdown or is it from the last few days? <laughs> I don't know. I bet you regret saying, oh, I miss gigging after that incident. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it's all part of it. It's like half the fun. Yeah, don't don't ever wear your best shoes at a gig, guys. You, you never know when you, you accidentally sit on, stand on an errant, errant piece of uh, juicy fruit from 2018. Yeah, exactly. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a bit about your band because I'm sure you think they're top shit and I'm, and I'm probably, am I right? Are they the best? Yeah, they are the very best. Simon, Jesse, and Georgia oh, played together pretty much since the start. Simon was like a semi-late addition. Uh, he came maybe half a year later when Jim mm. had other projects on. Um, yeah, it's nice, like little family, get to hang out all the time. I feel like we really just enjoy seeing each other, so it's good you yeah. get to play music as well. Uh, is there any particular songs that maybe they – really love playing maybe songs that you don't really f focus on as much yourself for whatever reason, but they really latch on to in a way that maybe you wouldn't have thought about. Yeah, we actually always – there's this one song which I hate playing and I always, <laughs> like, scrap it off the set list last minute because I'm like, no one wants to hear this song. And Georgia's always like, no, that's my favourite. It's <laughs> Mari's Lullaby, it's called. Just in hindsight, I'm like, why did I make so many changes? <laughs> it's like every 30 <laughs> seconds, there's a new part coming in and it's like ADHD song where I thought it was really cr like, I mean, it is quite like, mm. like, I don't know. I'm just over it. <laughs> but so when you say ADHD song, we're talking like something that's just really manic and changing all the time. Yeah, like even the chord changes. I think there must be 40 chords in that song and just like suddenly there's a flute, then there's a string quartet and then it goes out of tempo, it goes back into tempo, it's like omnichord. It just um, like is everywhere at once. It's just real jazz, you know. It's just it's, it's Hachiku's jazz moment. Exactly, you could call it that. Uh, yeah, alternative pop or something. <laughs> oh yes, I believe. Oh yes, it's it's almost a genre that exists under alt pop. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that might fit our genre description, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it's not really something you think about on a daily basis. You don't wake up and go, "What what genre do I feel like writing today?" Yeah, it's true. What I listened to this podcast recently, where they were like, "It's kind of." the end of genres anyway isn't it like certain albums you just have 40 different genres on there anyway um yeah genres only exist so us media people can like <laughs> can put tags <laughs> when we when we upload stuff we need to be able to say you're indie and i feel like that just covers everything <laughs> yeah and probably like spotify playlists and algorithms that <laughs> need to classify you as something that's that's a whole nother beast. <laughs> Don't get us started on Spotify. <laughs> no, nah, everything for them is alternative anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like no rock these days is just labelled rock. It's just like everything was everything past like nineteen ninety five is just alt rock. Yep. Like it doesn't make sense. Wouldn't 
if, if it's just normal rock, isn't it just rock? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it much, I have to admit. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of brain power that goes into these labels, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm really excited. Is there a particular song tonight that you're excited to play? Um, we actually, we're going to try a whole brand new song. Jessie, even though we haven't played at all, she was like, I think we need a new song. And I was like, really? We've <laughs> Like, only played this album once in front of people. She was like, okay, but let's do a new song. So, yeah, we do a new song, see how it goes. I've written all the lyrics on a sheet, and um, we'll see. Oh, raw and untamed. Yeah. <laughs> and guess the, the song that it's replacing is Mars Lullaby, because I was like, if we're playing the new song, we have to kick off <laughs> the other one that I don't want to play. Wow. That is like it's your lead singer moment there. He like executive decision, executive decision making. I love it. It's just just such a strong and powerful, powerful lead force right here. Sure, my great quality leadership quality. <laughs> um, no, it's. I mean, yeah, we we are very democratic process, but. Maybe in the end, I just go like, I don't want to sing it, so <laughs> they oh. can't play it if I don't sing it, can they? The Democratic Republic of Hachiku. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> That's us. Um, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, as I said, I'm really excited for the show tonight, um, and I'm sure it's going to go absolutely swimmingly. But what are you particularly excited about in the coming months? Like, have you got have you got stuff that's planned, or have you got something maybe that's unplanned that you're not going to announce yet, but you're still excited about? Yeah, I'm like I recently got into like producing for other people a little bit, so I think just getting into finishing mm. an album for someone else in the next few weeks will be fun. Um, and working on new Hachiku stuff too. I've, yeah. I made deadlines and I changed the deadlines, <laughs> but I really, until the end of the year, want to at least have enough demos done to start sending them out to people so I get the next stage. Like, Yeah, I feel like uh, you might have to work on getting the deadlines done because this last couple of years, nobody gives us stuff about deadlines. They go, oh, COVID, oh, that's okay. You got as much time as you want, but as soon as COVID's over... That excuse isn't gonna gonna be allowed anymore. Yeah, that's right. And I think like what you were saying earlier when you arrived, like um, the motivation during lockdowns was mm. low. So <laughs> I was like, why didn't I just do all this in the last two months? But someone just uh, told me recently, like the macro stress level that a pandemic causes you, like you just shouldn't underestimate what the toll it takes. Yeah, and to not be too harsh on yourself that. You maybe didn't quite do what you, under usual circumstances, would do. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure tonight's going to go swimmingly. And um, as I said three times, I think, before, <laughs> I'm excited. You know, first gasso, as we were mentioning before the show, first gig I've actually ever seen at the gasso before, which. Yeah, I hope it will be a good one for you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about the new song. Thank you. Tell me afterwards how it went. Or maybe don't, actually. We're still working on it. We just need to get it out of the way so it's, like, broken the ice. Yeah, exactly. So, it's the first time you're playing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm sure it will. Well, thanks, Hatchku. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for talking to me. And thank you for, thank you for, thank you for answering my questions. <laughs> I will see you next time.
Make it a one-year regular occurrence, maybe. Yeah, every November. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, have a good evening. And have a good day, guys. Uh, this is Daniel M. Pern signing off here at the Gasso. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. I wonder where you were
Hi guys, welcome back, welcome back. I hope you really enjoyed that. That was a little surprise I popped in there at the end for you. A little bit of surprise music. Uh, that was actually the remix off one of the songs of Hachiku's uh, debut LP that came out in late 2020. That was a remix that came out about a month ago, and it's a remix of the song You'll Probably Think This Song Is About You, which was actually um, a song we didn't end up playing on the original episode we interviewed her, um, but it was a cool little remix done by Georgia Mack from Camp Cope. Um, that one's out now. It's a double, double, you know, remix single along with a, a remix version of Bridging Visa B, which we did include um, on the episode we interviewed uh, Hachiku. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that. And most importantly, I hope you enjoyed the chat we did with Annika uh, back late last year in November at the Gasso right before the show. And I can certainly assure you it was a fun, fun gig. It was like the, pro- I think it was like the first proper band gig I went to straight after our big lockdown last year. It was so exciting and such a fun a fun one to visit, one fun one to you know, go in, have a few drinks, uh, and watch, and finally get to watch Annika play with her band. Um, the supports were great as well. Uh, the support ba- artists were really cool as well, and um, yeah, it was really cool to finally go to the Gasso and enjoy some live music there. Actually, uh, thank you so much. Well, Annika, thank you so much for letting us come and chat to you at the Gasso the other week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that, and well, I guess I'll leave it with here. Leave it with you here. Um, hope you guys can go and listen now to the Jackbots uh, Bar Talk Shortcut, which is up next, I think, in the list uh, that we just did last week, uh, a lot more recently, <laughs> at his recent tour there at the awesome Suki Lounge. So go and listen to that next. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out because we've, we've got plenty more episodes coming out for Bar Talk real soon. So, yeah, keep an eye out for those. As always, uh, subscribe, like, follow wherever you, wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh, follow Bar Talk and AMR Australia on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, guys, thanks again. We'll see you around. AustralianMusiciansRadio.com <laughs>